Jonathan, what are you doing? You know, sweetie, now that I'm a retired chief one officer after 24 years, I can start using medical marijuana instead of all these damn medications. And what's awesome is that smoking weed makes me think and want to talk about a whole bunch of shit. You have a lot to say. So, what are you going to talk about? <laughs> well, hello, and welcome back to Jonathan Talking. I'm your host, Jonathan Boone. Hope everyone's doing well out there and being safe uh, and climbing in our country and everything. Today, I want to do something a little different. As you know, I'm prior service in the Army, and I wanted to give you guys a few stories throughout my career. The story I'm going to give you today is a pretty remarkable story. It was one of the most honorary soldiers that I ever had. I'm going to call him, let's say Chuck. Yeah, let's say Chuck. We're going to call him Chuck. Are <laughs> already listening to Chuck? Uh, all right, here we go. So I don't know what it was back in the day to allow soldiers to come in on, incoming soldiers to come in on Fridays, but I had received Chuck on Friday, and of course it was customary to give Chuck a safety briefing, which is something that we do in the military quite often and stuff, too often, I guess. But So we're having this safety briefing, and I told him, I said, hey, look, look, Chuck, the only thing I need you to do this weekend is chill out. You know, get to celebrate for Monday, you know, maybe go to the gym, do some running, uh, go to the DFAC the dining facility, go to the chow hall, whatever and stuff. I said, don't do anything stupid, like go buy a car, don't do anything stupid without, you know, without me seeing, without me being there with you and stuff. And he was like, oh, okay, yeah, I got it. Sorry, don't even worry about it, I, I got you. So, of course, come Monday, smoke gonna bought a car. So I go up and I ask him, I said, hey, hey Chuck, what the fuck, man? I, I told you, this was one of the main things I told you to not do is buy a fucking car. So he's like, but Sergeant, I love the fucking car. And I was like, okay, well, let me, let me see the paperwork, see what you got. And sure enough, this motherfucker don't got do. So his APR on his car was like 39% interest, some shit like that. And I was like, hey man, this is bullshit right here. So I asked one of my homeboys, I said, hey, hey, Follow me back to the, to the car lot so I can take this fucking car back with this dude. So we hopped in the car and the whole time I'm like, what the fuck, Chuck? Why, why would you do this? It was a very simple, a very, very simple instruction that I gave you for this weekend. Don't do this, don't do that, don't do this. And you did exactly what I told you not to do. So we got to the car dealership, and of course, now this motherfucker's crying. He's crying. Oh, Sergeant, I love the fucking car. I love the fucking car. I want it. I want it. I want it. Now, mind you, I can't take his free will from him. So I'm like, all right, well, fuck it. Um, hey, dude, you need to take this fucking car back and get the boy's money back. This is some bullshit this is for this raggedy ass car. And he was like, well, you know, he's this is the this is the owner of the, the car dealer. He said, well, you know, the, uh, the the young dude, he he bought the car because he wanted to buy the car, and he's an adult, so he can make adult decisions. Man, get the fuck out of here, adult decision. You you don't get this dude a car that's a piece of shit for thirty nine percent APR on the damn car. This motherfucker ain't never gonna pay his damn car off. And he was like, well, you know, it's up to the, it's up to the guys. Like, well, it's up to me too because I'm gonna put your ass on a, on a on the better bureau, you know, some PBB. So your ass get outcast and blocked from the fucking from the insulation and shit. So I had threatened that, but that shit didn't help because fucking Chuck is in the corner fucking crying about this stupid ass car and shit. And I'm just like, you know what, fuck it. So me and my homeboy, we went to lunch. So far, 
a few months roll down and now we're having physical fitness tests and aptitude tests on your for your job and shit and this motherfucker's failing and everything. Those I've listened to my other episode, I, I called his parents. They, they know y'all, y'all know I called his parents. I called his parents and his mother phoned up and I was talking to his mama, you know, hey, your, your boy's doing, your boy's doing horrible. You need to talk to your boy and shit. And she was like, oh, okay. So I quit Chuck on the phone and Chuck was like, hey, hey, my mom doing all right and blah, 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 bullshit. So that didn't, that didn't help at all. So some time passed, time passed, time passed. Motherfuckers still fell and everything. I'm corrective action after corrective action after corrective action. Things you can do. So I'm still trying because that's 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 who I am. I don't I don't give up. And uh, so we are in the motor pool and we're getting ready to go to lunch one day. And I tell them, hey. Y'all going to go to lunch a little early today and then come back and then we'll finish what we were doing. So, okay. So, lunch in the military, well, in the army at least, was normally 11.30 to 1 o'clock because there's so many folks going to lunch at one time. So, you need a lot of time to go to lunch. Even though it's like an hour and a half or some shit like that, but by the time you get to wherever you're going, it's damn near time to come back and shit because there's so many folks going to lunch at one time. I don't know why they never fucking staggered lunch in the military, but that's another story. So one o'clock comes around, 1300, 1315, 1330, 1400. I'm fucking calling this dude. Hey man, where the fuck are you at, dude? You can get your ass back down to the motor pool that quick fast and hurry. I'm real fucking pissed now. One o'clock comes, two, three, four. Now I'm up at the first sergeant's office and we're calling this dude trying to figure out where the fuck he's at. I finally get through to him. He finally picks the damn phone up. Now, mind you, I'm in Texas and for some strange reason, this dude thought it was a good idea when I picked the phone up and he answered the phone. Hey, what's going on, sir? All nonchalant, shit, ain't nothing going on. I said, man, where the fuck are you at, dude? He was like, you know, I'm in Louisiana now. <laughs> I was like, what? Louisiana? What the fuck are you doing in Louisiana? He's like, well, I had some stuff on my mind. I was like, motherfucker, you drove through Texas to Louisiana to get some shit up. What the fuck did you have on your mind? He's like, well, you know, I had some stuff on my mind and I just had, you know, I had to get it all. I was like, oh, okay, well, you heard get the fuck back here because I'm about to get some shit off your chest. And it took a few days to, to get him back. So of course now he's fucking able. So now we have to inventory his shit uh, to get him ready to be, you know, released from the military. Shit. So I'm in his room inventorying his shit and lo and behold, I open up his wall locker and this motherfucker, this disgusting ass dude had a whole box of soiled female panties in his closet. What the fuck? So now I'm just flabbergasted like, what the fuck is this right here? Oh my God. So me and a few of my homeboys and a few of the other NCOs in the room and we're about to fucking throw up. I'm like, oh my God, this is disgusting shit. So we're going through all his stuff and we're inventorying everything and I'm getting ready to do his landing on his bed and and I dump his, his pillow out of his pillowcase, and lo and behold, his fucking, yep, you guessed it, more fucking soil panties in his, in his, Lord have mercy, in his fucking pillowcase. This dude sleeping with the shit on his head, and so now all of us outside throwing up and shit, and it's fucking disgusting. It is fucking disgusting. So I'm trying to get in contact with his mama, trying to figure out what the fuck is going on, and then, you know, after we got done with that conversation, she was like, oh my God, I can believe Chuck, he did all that shit, and I was like, yeah, Chuck is in fucking trouble. Oh, and by the way, how's his how's his child? And she was like, what do you mean? Like his child? How, how's his uh, how's his child doing? And she laughed and she was like, Chuck doesn't have a fucking child. I was like, wait, what? So now is it bad? And everything, you know how shit rolls. It shit rolls down here faster than motherfuckers. So once that happened, 
I was like, oh, fuck, so now he's gonna be slammed all that shit right there. Just kept getting worse. Just kept getting worse. So we could look at a clear income statement. Uh, it shows you how much the federal government taken out, how much leave they've accrued, and all that shit. And on his on his uh, on his income statement, it showed you know his prior service and all that shit. So I was like, oh my god, we gotta get all that shit back. This motherfucker in trouble. But then there was a deduction on there, and I was trying to figure out what the fuck the deduction was about. And it was for this company called like Piece of Something. And these stupid motherfuckers don't allow this dude to write $5,000 worth of bounce checks for fucking pizza. I don't know how much fucking pizza you get for $5,000, but obviously it was a lot. And I'm asking these ass clowns, why the fuck would you allow somebody to write $5,000 for bad checks? And how the fuck does it even happen? What kind of business model allows somebody to write $5,000 for bad checks? And I was like, well, we accept postdated checks. I was like, bitch, how far? How far out these fucking postdated checks go? Fucking 2027? Like, ah, damn. So now this motherfucker got $5,000 of bad checks on pizza, falsifying information government officials and shit and this motherfucker's AWOL so when he finally get his stinking ass back we go through all this shit and I'm like man what the fuck and we sat down and we talked and I was like man it would be so nice if I could smoke weed right now I'm gonna need something to take my mind off this bullshit but I couldn't smoke weed <laughs> I couldn't smoke weed back then but uh he managed to back it got it on me and uh the army kept rolling so that was, that was, that was I want to give y'all that I want to give y'all a piece of my history and stuff so y'all y'all know why I smoke the way I smoke and shit so but uh thank y'all for listening to me today I appreciate that I love y'all if y'all haven't subscribed yet please subscribe I tell you folks we'll be talking about some shit um, I love y'all y'all be easy next time alright smoke short bitch <laughs>